Randy Young provides us with that glimmer of hope. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day. Joined the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey, Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, We went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, Just uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, Whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even Even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now join the patreon and join uh join a great fantasy football group but more like a fantasy football family what's happening guys happy wednesday and welcome to the dynasty war zone the people's dynasty podcast and on this week's show we are going to be doing a rookie versus veteran adp game how does that work just like you just like you think we're going to compare a rookie and a veteran at the same position and we're going to see who went higher in ADP, the data provided by the folks at the DLF. And I'll tell you who's not provided via anything other than my heart. It is the man of the hour and the man with the power. He is Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, what's up, buddy? I am back again. I am enjoying my time. I get to spend another day with you. All is good, my friend. The NFL draft is less than a month away, which I know. I know that makes you warm and fuzzy on the inside because we are so close to actually knowing these landing spots, seeing the draft capital, and then startup season really gets going. Now, we are in one right now, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later, so I'm not going to spoil it too much. But startup season is really going to kick off in about a month from today. And that is something that I am excited for and also dreading because every single season, Randy, I say I'm not going to join new leagues and I end up with like seven or eight. And well, I'm that's, certain that's, that's going to happen because again. You're what's known as a junkie. You know, we're, we're all addicted. We all love dynasty fantasy football. And I think it's like a prerequisite. To, to be a dynasty content provider. Now we're getting ready to start rolling out some patron leagues, patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. We're going to get those going this weekend. Um, that's just one of the many benefits of being a patron over at dynasty warzone. You get a bonus podcast every Thursday. Uh, sometimes we do strategy based podcasts. Sometimes we do a, a little talking you off the ledge. Last week, I was talking people off of the Deshaun Watson ledge over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. And man, really, it's just a, it's just a safe space to talk about dynasty with a bunch of good people. Uh, plus me and Jerry, uh, the patrons are the good people. And then me and Jerry, as well as the other host here from the DWZ football network. 
And I think it's the best value in Patreon as it relates to fantasy football. It's five bucks. I'll just put the number out there. It's five bucks. Now, I've seen others that have charged up to 30. I don't know what they're given. I know what I would want to pay $30 a month, but uh, good for them. If they can get it, get it. Uh, For us, it's not about maximizing every dollar that we can. For us, it's about volume and value. It's a volume of really good content, extra podcasts, good people to interact with. And it's a value because you're not going to find this much personalized help and interaction with fellow knuckleheads for a better price. At least I don't think so on this planet. Maybe on a galaxy far, far away. I do want to thank everybody for the reviews. Another positive one came in just this last week. And this podcast review says, This podcast provides great fantasy advice, but even better entertainment. Genuinely cares about their supporters and actually listens to feedback. So that was from Cole McGregor 54. You know, um, someone might say it would be rad if that was Connor McGregor, not me. I, I like Cole uh, because Cole reviewed the podcast. I'm sure Connor listens. You know, they play they play fantasy football in Ireland. At least that's what we see from our patrons. Our patrons are international, Jerry. Yes, they are. And <laughs> better at it than me, unfortunately. Well, for that's, me, that's true. <laughs> But yeah, if, if, if you have a minute and you're listening to this via podcast, it would be really awesome of you. If you just hit pause, especially if you listen to Apple, don't know why Apple, and leave us a five-star review. And if you're listening on like Spotify, dude, share it on Instagram. I don't know why on Instagram you can only share via Spotify and only share it in your story, but just try it. Make a liar out of me because you can't because you can only share it on Spotify uh, on Instagram. So uh, thank you guys for all the support. We continue to run our YouTube contest where if we get to 500 subs by June 1st, we got just over two months left. I will uh, personally host and MC the first round of your rookie draft on our YouTube channel as well as a follow-up podcast and a grading of your entire draft for your entire league. I want to make sure I call out our social media, which is Dynasty Warzone at both Instagram and Twitter. And if you're not on social media and still need to get a hold of Jerry or myself, DynastyWarzone at gmail.com. It's that simple. Leave us a question. uh, Leave us a concern. Whatever you can. Now, Jerry, uh, I do want to let the listener know that we are recording this open. We've already had our conversation with Theo. We're going to introduce him in just a second. But uh, you had some mic issues during this one. You pulled a me. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, I have to move the computer into my, my back cave. This is where, see, Randy keeps it's me in the a cave, happens. too. Yeah. <laughs> it, some would call it that. Some would call it a disaster back here. Uh, my wife keeps me in the same cage that Randy does so that I don't mess everything up. So uh, in some process of moving it, I'm sure I have a loose wire or something. Uh, I sound a little better right now, but I oh, will you have a loose wire for sure. <laughs> Touche. Write that I, down. I, I underhanded that one to you. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, you did. But you know, I uh, so, if you guys want to, if you want to do a five star review and say Jerry, your mic was shit, that would also be fine. Just throwing that out there, you know. But, but we're giving you a heads up. If you're like, man, I don't want to listen to some some occasional static in the show. Uh, I have got my work cut out for me from an editing standpoint. Just know which he usually I, does anyway wh- when, uh, with just, our conversations. Just know that I'm doing my level best to clean this thing up as much as I possibly can. I'm going to introduce our guest, and then we will jump into the body of the show. Tonight's guest is. 
Theo Griminger. Theo is a contributor and content provider at both the Goat District Fantasy Football Network and the Roto Underworld Family of Stuff. And when I say that, he is writing for PlayerProfiler.com. He is writing for the BreakoutFinder.com. And I guess that falls all under the Roto World umbrella. Uh, he is also a new league mate of both Jerry and mine. He's doing a startup that we mentioned earlier. We're going to talk about that in the body of the show. And he's a great follow uh, if you're into fantasy football on Twitter. He's a high-stakes player over at the FFPC. And he is looking forward to trying to take Jerry and my money in this new league. His Twitter handle is at the OG Fantasy Football. It's a real nice way to how he ties his name into his Twitter handle. Again, the OG Fantasy Football. Jerry, let's go get this man and talk some Dynasty Fantasy Football. Yeah, I'm ready, man. Let's do it. All right, and with us on this week's show is a gentleman. His name is Theo Griminger, and Theo is a contributor and content provider at both the Goat District Fantasy Football Network and Roto Underworld slash Player Profiler slash The Breakout Finder. Uh, He's a new league mate of mine and Jerry's, and uh, I got to ask you, Theo, man, so I know you do work with our man JD over at the Goat District, who might be the nicest guy in all of the fantasy and dynasty content space. And then you work with Matt Kelly, who's a guy in the dynasty and fantasy football space. So what is it like being on two separate dynamics like that? I, I know Matt gets kind of a bad reputation behind the scenes. Uh, I've heard he's a good dude. But first of all, thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Um, I'm excited to be here. I love the war zone. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to talk a little football with you guys. Yeah, I think uh, both uh, both uh, Roto Underworld and also uh, the Goat District. There's there's some great people over there, and um, you know it's 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 great having opinions on both sides. And uh, and you know this time of year, everybody's just cranking with the draft coming up, free agency uh, still cranking, and um, it's it's a great time of year to be a fantasy football guy. One hundred percent. And I know you do more written content type stuff over at Roto Underworld, and you're more of a podcast co-host. Uh, you're the most regular of regulars over at the Goat District, so we can find you in all mediums. We can find writing, we can find uh, podcast work, so check out Theo everywhere. His Twitter handle is the OG Fantasy Football, and the way that he has it written is really cool, because you see his name in there, Theo G. I, th- I think it's awesome. It's very Jerry, why can't you be that creative? Because I'm just not. I was this just born without it. That's why I chose to be a Lions fan, too. Stupid and not creative. And, and uh, not creative. Well, I tell you who is creative is uh, two of Theo's co-writers and people over at Roto uh, Underworld. We had Cody Carpentier on a couple of weeks ago with me and Dallas over on the Rookie Rundown show. And I'm trying to get Josh Larkey booked at some point in the near future. So definitely great content coming out from Roto Underworld and Player Profiler. Now, Theo is in this most recent startup Jerry and I got roped into. It's high dollar-ish, if you will, two tight end premium. We have to start two tight ends. It's 1.75 per reception for the tight ends, and it's super flex. I, 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 I took draft picks. You know, my first overall pick was a quarterback. Literally the first seven picks of of the show were quarterbacks. And it was kind of crazy. 
that it was like literally one through seven was one through eight quarter- actually. Well, I, yeah, I was the eighth pick, but that's my point is that oh, okay. I, I kind of got in there at the last second. Tell us about your team and what you've done so far. Well, I was excited to Christian McCaffrey where I did at the 109, um, which is a little lower than I anticipated he would go. Um, and then I was also happy to get Justin Jefferson, who I have as a, a top five uh, dynasty wide receiver. Uh, quarterback wise, I'm happy with my QB one. I have Matt Stafford. Um, which I think I can get by with. And then QB2 wise, I got Derek Carr, who I still have as a QB2. Um, so I was not disgusted with that pick. So I, I, I like the way my team's coming along. Um, tight end wise, I ended up with uh, Cole Komet, which is, you know, not so good for this uh, format, but, you know, he, hopefully he's serviceable. And then I went with uh, both Browns tight ends, uh, Austin Hooper and Hunter Bryant. And um, I'm hoping for a little Blake Jarwin, um, you know, comeback tour. Um, so I think I can get by a tight end as well. So I'm not hating my team. Um, there's a lot of really talented owners in the league, and I think it's going to be a competitive one. No, I agree. And Jerry, you, uh, what's your team look like from the tight end position? I know I sniped you on Hawkinson. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love that. So I was in a pickle because we started this right as all of the Deshaun Watson news was coming out. So I got stuck at one hundred and seven, and I thought about it, but I didn't want to risk it. He ended up falling to the third because I think we all sort of didn't want to touch it. Friend of the show, uh, Matt Dent, ended up taking him there. I went with Trevor Lawrence. Well, I I took the one hundred and one at least. It's it's a pretty standard Jerry team. Trade down, accumulate picks, punt the first year try and get a base of young guys and just sort of let everybody else fight it out. I took a couple older guys hoping that I can, you know, whoever ends up in third place or fourth place or on the bubble for the playoffs can come calling for Julio Jones or Ezekiel Elliott. But for the most part, super young, uh, you know, DJ Chark, DK Metcalf. I mean, Joe Mixon's 24, but Randy thinks he's 108. You know, it's, it's not a great team. Uh, but it never was going to be. I have four first-round picks next year. Productive struggle. It's it's my MO every single year. A lot of teams draft to win the first year, so I always pivot. I will – and listen, nobody can be mad. I'm giving you you know my buy-in for the first year. It's okay. I, I, don't, I don't hate it. I don't love it. We'll see. Right now I'm picking a whole bunch of just dog crap for the most part because we're down – it's slim pickings. We're off in the Arizona desert, and there's tumbleweeds rolling around. I took Todd Gurley, if that tells you how bad it is. Uh, he's unemployed. He's, he's unemployed. Yeah. He, he, yes. I, mean, I don't think he qualified for a STEMI. No, the, he, uh, he Daryl Henderson was my pick before then, so it's it's not been great. This is this is the time of the draft where I absolutely love drafting. Like, I've created a full list of names that I'm just absolutely loving right now. So it is, you must start two tight ends. And I went with Jerry's boy, TJ Hawkinson, and then I went with two former teammates. I went with Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby. No Gerald Everett in L.A. should mean more volume for Tyler Higby. Now, will he ever get back to that magical run that he had at the end of 2019? Maybe, but will he be the drizzling shits like he was last year? Hopefully not. Hopefully just somewhere in the middle. A nice, serviceable top 10 tight end, and then a guy that, one thing you will always find about me and this show is that I walk it like I talk it. I said that on a bonus podcast I did about free agency solo a couple weeks ago, 
I thought Gerald Everett was the biggest gainer of value in Dynasty across all of this. I, I, I don't think anyone raised their value more, especially in tight end premium, than Gerald Everett. Russell Wilson is needing another weapon. Uh, Tyler Lockett is not getting any younger. DK Metcalf is great, but I don't think he's ever going to be a volume monster. And we've seen Russ make tight ends out of crumb bums and shoe clerks, Gary, Jerry. Guys like uh, Jacob Hollister, guys like Will Disley. And if you can get a premium athlete in there, I think he was a second-round draft pick of the Rams yep. in McVay's first year. Man, if I can get anything out of that dude, I, I think that's a, a monster. And I got a couple other tricks up these sleeves. I do have the 103 and the 104. Well, preview us with, uh, with one of them. What's that? <laughs> give, give us a preview. Come on now. Um, here's the thing. I don't know. Right now, my best running back is Clyde no, Edwards-Elair. You don't sh like showing your cards. I like to show one every once in a while I, to fool people. I have no problem. I have no problem telling you that right now, I think the 103 will definitely be a running back. I think it will be whoever doesn't go with the 102. I, I have the owners pegged at the 102 as Team RB, and I will take the, the different. I may take both. So let's say, so our friends Dan and JD, we're all friends with Dan and JD from the GOAT District. They have the 102. I know you're going Trevor Lawrence at the 101. Let's say for hypotheticals, uh, Najee Harris goes 102. Then if, if I like where the running backs go, I may double tap ETN and Javante Williams. If there's a quarterback that I really love, even though I don't need them, because I've got Joe Burrow, Carson Wentz, and I still think Sam Darnold gets a starting job somewhere, but I can't. I, at this point, if I, if I absolutely love in this format, again, two tight end must start two. I've played in this format before. You think two quarterback or super flex leagues, you think the talent dries up there real quick. Wait until you start flexing two tight ends in there. It gets ugly in a hurry. So I really, I honestly don't know. I'll make that determination on the clock. I may trade back. I don't know. I don't know if there'll be time, Jerry, but uh, I, I will certainly keep these people abreast in round 17 of this draft and we are going to take a quick break all right and we're back from our break now are you guys ready to play a game jerry and this segment is brought to you by viridianglobal.com and that is the official apparel provider of the dynasty warzone merch we have our t-shirts over there we have our dad hats we have our jerry nwo themed hats we have hoodies we have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some, some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself and our graphics guru, Maddie, AKA at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global. That is V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N Global, ViridianGlobal.com. Search the Dynasty Warzone store and then you'll see all the t-shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor and we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at viridianglobal.com. Thanks for checking them out. All right, and we're back from our break. Now, are you guys ready to play a game, Jerry? Well, I mean, it depends what it is. The last time you set me up for this, it was a, it was a, I had to call my wife. She had to pick me up. It was a bad time. 
Well, the last time we did this, I've said too much. I've said too much. You you wound up with a new (laughs) Tinder profile. And and then Theo, we're going to make it super easy for you because you are a guest. So here's what we're doing. We're, We're smack dab in the middle of a startup ourselves. And we're also smack dab in the middle of rookie season. So what we're going to do is I took DLF Superflex ADP from March. Now, it's not Superflex tight end premium, so you got to keep that in mind. When, But we're going to compare tight ends to tight ends, quarterbacks to quarterbacks. I'm not throwing you guys a curveball and making you guess between a running back and, say, a quarterback. So what we're going to do is you guys are going to get six questions each, and then we're going to discuss this after we do so. Uh, in the event of a tie, I have a tiebreaker question at the end, and we will play by Price's Right rules. What is Price's Right rules? It's the closest to the answer without going over. That is Price's Right rules. Yes, Jerry, you can go one dollar, but you could actually go the one on one. So we're going to jump into this game. Uh, this this first segment we're going to do. We're going to do rookies versus a veteran ADP, and we're going to stick with players in rounds one through six of startup ADP. So uh, I'm going to let our guest go first. Theo, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Here, here we go. Who has a higher ADP in DLF March 2021 startup ADP? Is it Russell Wilson or is it Trevor Lawrence? I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. That is one incorrect for our guest. According to DLF March ADP, Russell Wilson is the 11th player off the board in a Superflex startup. Trevor Lawrence is the 12th player off the board in a Superflex startup per our friends at the DLF. Jerry, what do you think about that? I think that's dumb. I'm with Theo. How old is Russell Wilson? 32? 32? I mean, Grant? Yeah, granted, he. I mean, he could play for a couple more years. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is landing in Urban Meyer system, supposedly, uh, which I do think is going to work out. And he's twenty-two, so let's let's say this man hits, which is all likelihood, probably a pretty good possibility. You can get eight years out of somebody safely. Uh, Russell Wilson has not been the same that he has been. I don't know. That's just. I, I I don't see the upside to it. I get it if you're trying to win this year, maybe. But in a vacuum, with a 22-year-old prospect of his nature and their trade values are not going to be even close to the same. I don't know. I, I'm with Theo. I would have easily thought that was Trevor Lawrence. Randy, well, you like I, to play devil's advocate. No, I don't. Not when it comes to Russell Wilson this, over, uh, over Trevor Lawrence. Now, you took him with the 101 in this recent startup we keep referencing, and Russell Wilson went with the 202. So there was, you know, half a round in between the two. I'm with you guys. I, but yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, would much rather, I would much rather take Trevor Lawrence. Uh, we've seen Russell be a top 12 or a QB1 like nine years in a row or something, but he's 32. And I would much rather – I don't know. Th- this is one of those weird – shiny new things syndromes, but I am going to lean with Trevor Lawrence as well. All right, Jerry, are you ready for your first one? Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to go running backs this time. So, who is higher in March 2021 DLF ADP, Antonio Gibson or Najee Harris? Uh, I'm going to say Najee Harris. 
You would be incorrect. The ultra-surging Antonio Gibson is at 34, and Najee Harris is at 41. So they're about seven, eight picks apart from each other. I, I don't I mean, hate it. I, I mean, I, I just sort of assume because he's a shiny new toy and he's the new thing that everybody loves and, you know, the, the possibilities are endless where the man could land. But, I mean, I don't hate it. You know, I was I was wrong on Antonio Gibson. I have taken my crow. I have eaten that horrible, horrible sandwich that everyone likes to remind me about. Um, but, yeah, I don't I, – it's close. I get it. All right, Theo. Yeah, what about you? Are you a are you a Gibson? Or are you a are you a are you a Harris? Well, I like them both a lot, but I'm I'm not surprised on that. I think uh, Gibson's pretty locked in right now. It's it's a guy people really want, and uh, I think he'll be very popular in both dynasty and redraft. Um, and I think um, his role should grow a little bit in year two. The offense will be better, and I would imagine he gets a little more uh, targets. I, I think JD McKissick will lose some, and I think they'll go a little bit more with Gibson. Um, I think that's the way the offense will take off. Um, with all due respect to McKissick, he's not Antonio Gibson, and uh, I'm looking for big things out of Gibson. Oh, I thought you were going to go full Ricky Bobby and said, I said with all due respect, which means I can say whatever <laughs> I want. And, and J.D. McKissick, you absolutely suck. I, I would agree. Currently today, with what I know today, I would take Antonio Gibson, and here's why. I'm hoping that he can get that that continued snap share to continue to rise and that he can look like Christian McCaffrey did in this similar offense. Now I know technically North Turner was the offensive coordinator in 2019, but his son was there, you know, and, and Norv had one foot out the door. So I would love to see Antonio Gibson as a former wide receiver, get that Christian McCaffrey esque workload, especially in the passing game. And the best part is they brought in, I mean, he's not Jared Goff immobile, but Ryan Fitzmagic is never going to be concerned or confused with Lamar Jackson. So he will check the ball down quite a bit, and I think this is going to be a very creative offense. Obviously, you know I love Terry McLaren. you got Logan Thomas there. Uh, they brought in Curtis Samuel. It's going to look a lot like the 2019 Carolina Panthers, and if Antonio Gibson gets 75% of that workload, that's a 300-point fantasy asset. Uh, this could change if Najee lands in a great spot like Pittsburgh or like Seattle. But for me, yeah, right now today, I would take Antonio Gibson. So the score is 0-0 going into round two. All right, this one here is very tricky. I, I probably should have given this one to Jerry, but sorry, I'm going to give you a tough one. Justin Fields or Jalen Hurts, who has the higher ADP per DLF's March Superflex startup data? So I think that this one will be Justin Fields. Uh, ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Justin Fields was going 22 per DLF. Jalen Hurts was going 27. So you're in, in a Superflex startup uh, mock, or, uh, ADP data, you know, you're looking at both of those guys right around that 2-3 turn. Now, Jerry, of those two guys, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Fields or would you rather have Hertz? When you're not pulling a Jerry and you're on mute. And now Jerry has no audio. 
So I'll go back to you, Theo. What what do what 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 was your mindset? So you said you clearly said Fields over Hertz. What was your thought process? I think I think people are more into Hertz in redraft than they are in Dynasty right now because of the longevity concerns. Does the new coaching staff um, you know have confidence in him as a long term quarterback there? Um, I think he's going to do quite well fantasy wise this year, and I think he's going to have a chance to win that job long term, but. I think that the uh, the dynasty community is a lot more into Justin Fields as a potential you know top five pick this year, landing in a spot that just loves him than Hurts uh, with the new coaching staff and um, you know potentially uh, another quarterback coming in to, to challenge him down the road. You know he dodged a bullet this year when they traded down, but uh, I think that um, you know people want some a player that they view as a starter long long term. All right, Jerry, same question. Hurts? For the love of all that is good, tell me you can hear me right now. You yeah. sound beautiful. Good God. All right. So I unplugged my mic like a moron, and then I, I muted it when I brought it back. Anyway, regardless, pulling a Jerry, we're off the rails. It's a shit show. Um, listen, you, you know I'm about Justin Fields, and I know you're not exactly about Justin Fields. I, I just like him better. I did not like Jalen Hurts as much at Alabama. I didn't really love him that much at Oklahoma. You look at the things that Oklahoma quarterbacks could do, it was win the Heisman. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't do that. He started looking very good the first couple of games, and then he started getting into the meat and potatoes of his season. You know, he didn't repeat it. He's good. Uh, He should be in good shape. I just like Justin Fields better. Justin Fields was an elite high school quarterback. Uh, prospect. He goes to Georgia, a place that has had quite a few good quarterbacks, looking at you, Matthew Stafford. And then he transfers, not because he couldn't handle it there, not because he was going to go to a a mid-tier Mac school or Sun Belt. No, the guy goes to Ohio State. He transferred up. And then he takes them to the national championship game and just absolutely dominated Clemson. Yes, he looked rough against Alabama, but I don't want to surprise anyone that's listening. Alabama does that to people. They are cyborgs. I'm about Justin Fields. And it doesn't help that today was the Justin Fields national holiday of 2021. His pro day was today. So everyone got their sweatpants a little too tight today about him, but I'm excited for his prospects. And I, I, I understand the Jalen Hurts love. I get it. I just prefer Fields. Well, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of either. Now, I don't dislike either. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But here's the thing. If Philadelphia could have gotten to the Zach Wilson spot, Jalen Hurts would be a backup right now. And, and here's the thing. People will tell you who they are. Listen to them. Howie Roseman and the owner of the Eagles, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, they have this young man fitted for a toe tag. And as much as we all may like Jalen Hurts in the dynasty and fantasy community, and you know what? The fans are probably going to like him too. Here's the thing. He is being handed a hot one. You know, uh, a mediocre offensive line. No weapons. You know, they, they, they traded back. Maybe they get him a wide receiver, but maybe, maybe they do something crazy and draft like a rush end. You know, they need help on defense. Maybe they go a cornerback. They need a lot of help on defense. This is a team that was ravaged by salary cap cuts because they had to do this now they do have i think it's three first round picks uh over the next two uh actually it could be three next year depending on the carson wentz deal that's what it was so 
Here's the thing. I think Jalen Hurts has to ball out of his mind in an offense with a coach that was not built for him. I felt like if, if, if Jalen Hurts has a great 2021, it's because Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback, not because he was set up for success. Now, let's look at the opposite side. Justin Fields, what's he going to have? He's going to have the draft capital. He's going to go no later than number eight to Carolina. If he goes to number eight to Carolina with Matt Rule and Joe Brady, it's a rocket ship. You think the 4440 did something for his draft capital? Mr. Wait till he goes to Carolina and it's off to the races. Worst case scenario, he goes to Denver and winds up with those weapons and Pat Shermer, who made Daniel Jones look so much better as a rookie than he did as a sophomore. So for me, you have the draft capital aspect, the fact that I feel like the guy's more wanted. I'm going to go also with Justin Fields. Now, Jerry, I have a very, very interesting one for you. Are you ready? Yep, fire away. Okay, here we go. Carson Wentz or Trey Lance? Who went higher in March DLF Superflex Startup ADP? Before I answer the question, who would you take? Get the hell out of here! I'm taking Carson. I'm getting taking Carson Wentz. Okay, that's what I. Now, that's what now, I thought now, you were going to say. I, I, here's the thing: I believe in what I saw. As bad as Carson Wentz played last year, at the time of his benching, in spite of all of his interceptions, in spite of all of his fumbles, through 13 weeks, he was the QB 12 on the season. He was a QB one, in spite of all of that. And now we're going to give him Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell. Jonathan Taylor, a top five offensive line in the league, and a head coach that made Philip Rivers, who who we were sending out to the glue factory this time last year. We were putting that man out to stud, and we know he can 15 kids later. We were putting that man out to stud, and Frank Reich managed to get 4,100 yards out of him, 24 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. And now I've got I got the band back together. For me, this reminds me of The Godfather. If you ever seen the, the cinematic classic The Godfather, Carson Wentz feels like Johnny Fontaine. The uh, Fr- uh, Frank Reich feels like The Godfather, like where he slaps him and says, "Be a man." And uh, you know, Tom Hagen is Chris Ballard. You know, he sends Chris Ballard to go get the deal done to make sure that Johnny Fontaine gets the deal he needs. Dude, this is The Godfather. So for me, I'm on Carson Wentz. But uh, Jerry, you didn't answer the question. Who, who I has the better on Carson ADP? Wentz, but I, I don't think Carson Wentz has the better ADP. I, I would guess it's Trey Lance. But I'm I'm with you for all the things that you said. Trey Lance has me a little trepidatious. I get that the upside is there. A extremely mobile quarterback like him is something that makes elite quarterbacks. And he's going to have draft capital. He should end up in a favorable situation. But. Uh, for all the reasons you just said, I mean, Philip Rivers was serviceable. Carson Wentz was a QB one, you know, and it was a absolute and utter disaster last year with crumb bums and shoe clerks at wide receiver. Uh, it's, you know, it's getting better. I like Indianapolis is a functioning organization. Uh, so I, I like him better. I think Trey Lance is probably around ahead of him in ADP, maybe more. All right, well, we're tied one-to-one. Yes, you are correct. Trey Lance went 45 in DLF ADP. Carson Wentz 51. So you're correct, about a half a round apart, you know, right there on that 4-5 turn. Theo, you you heard my two cents on Carson Wentz. Uh, But by the way, Trey Lance is currently, and I know uh, it won't be the most popular opinion, he's my QB2 in the class today. 
Um, I, I know that sounds like blasphemy for, for some, but I think he's got the athletic upside. I just like the fact that he come from a small school. He called his own, his own offenses, you know, his, his own protections at the line of scrimmage. He's played under center, I think, more than anybody else in this class. So for those reasons, I like him, but I'll make my final rankings upon draft day. What about you, Theo? Between these two, who would you have taken? I would, I would have guessed Lance. I think it's uh, a draft capital thing, and I think that uh, people are just down on Carson Wentz. Um, I think it's a, a great opportunity for Wentz to have a bounce-back season. He's going to have, like you said, a much, much better offensive line, much, much better weapons, and um, a coaching staff that views him as the, the, the next step to help him get to a Super Bowl. So uh, there's a lot to like about Carson, Carson Wentz having a comeback season, but I'm with you. I think Lance has the tools. Um it's I, I think Lance is going to have the draft capital. He's got the tools. He's got the size, he's got the athleticism um, and from all accounts, a big, big arm. And I think that he's going to have a chance to uh, land in a good spot. So um, short term Wentz, but I think that the uh, the community is making the right decision here with um, with the Lance pick. Um, I think he's uh, he's a fine, fine value. All right. We have a we have a tie score. It's one to one after uh, two rounds each. All right. Theo, got another tough one for you. So we have this class is at least consensus. I, I don't think too many people are going to buck this, but we got Jamar Chase. The class is 101 of the wide receivers. You might get a little pushback for Smith or Waddle or, or whomever versus DJ Moore. Who went higher in March DLF ADP? So I'm a fan of both. Um, I'm going to go with Chase here. I'm All right, Chase, and, I think, uh, and, and you've taken a two to one lead uh, in in the March DLF startup ADP. Jamar Chase going fifty six overall, DJ Moore fifty seven. So they were literally uh, neck and neck with each other. So who would you choose? So if if the consensus is this close, do you have a preference? I would still, I mean, I love DJ Moore, but I would probably go with Jamar Chase. He's my wide receiver one in this class. Um, I think he is an absolute stud. I think he can be an A.J. Brown. Um, DJ Moore, I'm I'm hopeful that he's going to absorb some of the 90 targets that um, Curtis Samuel is vacating. And um, we've just kind of been waiting for that monster year out of DJ Moore. It just hasn't happened yet. Um, last year was a disappointing year. Um he had some a couple of really good games, but it was a disappointing year, um, whether you took him in Dynasty or Redraft. Um, and, you know, he's been a very productive player for, for being so young. Um, but I envision Jamar Chase as a guy who could be wide receiver one overall in this league. And I don't see that from DJ Moore right now. I see DJ Moore as a guy who's going to be a, you know, a fringe wide receiver one. And I think that's great. But I think Chase has the upside – um, that is, I mean, he's got a scary upside to me. Um, I'm taking him in consideration at the, you know, the 103 this year um, in, in non-superflex dynasty. He's right behind the two running backs, and I'm going to take him at, at 102. I mean, I love the guy. I think he's great. He had the early breakout age. Um, he dominated NFL cornerbacks his entire career at LSU, and, you know, he was, he's, to me, he's a can't-miss wide receiver. All right, Jerry. DJ Moore or Chase for you? I think I think I'm in the same boat. It's you know DJ Moore has been lacking in touchdowns. He's only had four both of his years in the league. Um, I am excited about Matt Rule and Joe Brady though. 
And should they get a quarterback, you know, if Justin Fields falls or Trey Lance or somebody, and they can sort of boost that profile because Teddy Two Gloves is just not going to do it. He's never going to be able to be conducive to a wide receiver's production to the level that Jamar Chase can achieve really in a lot of places. Now, if he lands in Cincinnati, though, which I don't really think he's going to, but and he has to fight all of that with T. Higgins, I am not going to love it because I do love T. Higgins, and I think that's two great wide receivers going at it, and I think they're just going to eat each other's production. But that's, you know, playing in ifs and buts. I agree. I'm with you. I think Jamar Chase does have a higher ceiling, and it hurts me to say that because DJ Moore is a guy that is just highly productive every year, still only 23 years old, and it seems like the community is sort of pushing him to the side. Like he's just, you know, he's – He's vanilla ice cream, and yet he's a dude that gets 1,200 yards. I mean, he saw, you know, a 20-reception dip from his first year to his second year, and he still had more yards. So he, he's learning, he's growing, and it's awesome. We just need Teddy Two Gloves to get the F out. It, it just, it just for all of us, and selfishly for my own rosters, which is the most important thing, of course. I don't think we're even having this as a conversation if DJ Moore had ever had more than four touchdowns in a season. In his first three years, he's had two, four, and four. Justin Jefferson had more than that as a rookie. Now, to Jerry's point, the guys had 1,175 and 1,193 yards in back-to-back seasons. So if he had more touchdown points on his PPR record, you know he would have been easily a wide receiver one the last two years. I'm going DJ Moore. Uh, I'll, I'll take the bird in the hand. I know Jamar Chase has got a tremendous amount of upside. Now, if DJ Moore were, say, 25 or 26 versus the 21-year-old Jamar Chase, different question for a different day. But I'm going to be the odd man out. I'm going to say DJ Moore ever so slightly because I don't think we've even scratched the surface of a guy who's already basically given us two 1,200-yard seasons. All right, Jerry, are you ready for your next one? Oh, yeah. All right, going quarterback again. The ultra-popular, potentially 103 overall to the San Francisco 49ers, Mac Jones, or the other maybe, maybe DJ Moore's potential new quarterback in Sam I Am Darnold, Mr. Mono himself. Who is going higher in DLF ADP Superflex startup? Um, The answer is Mac Jones, because... People well, you are Sam currently Darnold. in a hole. You're now down one to two. It was Sam Darnold was player 72 off the board. Mac Jones, player 74 off the board. I don't well, believe that for one damn I, second. I, 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 have, I have screenshots. I have screenshots. That's why I didn't tell you guys. I didn't you have you photoshopped screenshots is what you got. You're a cheater, Dude, I, and nobody trusts you, and nobody believes your shenanigans. I mean, I'm going to rep for our friends Ryan McDowell and Shane uh Shane from uh, formerly of the DFF at Shane is the worst on Twitter. Um, no, you can go over there for eight bucks a month or fifty bucks for the year. You too can see that the last and most recent DLF mock draft ADP data says that Mr. Sam Darnold went uh, and and to put that in perspective, I got Sam Darnold in like the tenth or eleventh round of this draft we're doing right now. So yeah, you wouldn't trade me because you didn't want to let Sam Darnold fall. I believe was what the text said. 
because you're a real son of a bitch. That's why. But it, it, to, it, to your defense and to the defense of the DLF ADP, listen, Adam Gase is a horrible, horrible cancer that just rains down hellfire upon fantasy owners and dynasty owners. We saw Ryan Tannehill and Sam Darnold have pretty similar stat lines, pretty similar production. And then we've seen what Ryan Tannehill had. Yikes. Speaking is tough. What Ryan Tannehill has done since he left that cancerous black hole that is Adam Gase's offense. I I am excited to see the man a little bit. I do want to see him outside of that. But I st- that's just something. I don't know. Because people love rookies. And I know he didn't have, you know, he overthrew a couple passes in his pro day. And Twitter loves to just make mountains out of molehills. The dude was highly productive. The dude looked good at Alabama. And I know you don't have the children of the poor like Zach Wilson had at BYU and Trey Lance had at North Dakota State. You have the creme de la creme top shelf, you know, at Alabama. And he had all of it. But the man looked good. And he did everything that you could ask of him. I am flabbergasted that Sam Darnold is ahead of him in ADP. Never would have guessed it. Yeah, I don't think anybody would have. What about you, Theo? Are you a Sam Darnold guy at all at this point? I'm not. Um, I've seen enough from Darnold. I think I think he's an NFL quarterback. I don't think he's anything to get excited about. Um, I'm not so sure that he would have a Ryan Tannehill-like resurgence uh, if he got a job somewhere else. Um, and I'm I'm actually surprised as well that um, that the dynasty community is not taking Mac Jones ahead of him. Um, I don't think people are as excited about Mac Jones as the other rookies. I think that's pretty clear. But, um, you know, he is a, a lock a lock first rounder, and um, I'm a little bit surprised about this one. Um, and I will say this, Jones looks a lot better running. I know we're not supposed to get uh, excited about these these pro days, um, but when, when he ran, he looked – we were, you know, this is some guy that everybody said was going to be a five-one guy, and he was, you know, clearly like a four-eight guy. Um, I think that was kind of reassuring to see. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm a little bit surprised at this one. I think that, um, you know, this will change over the next couple of weeks. Um, I think this one will correct itself right after the draft, and it'll correct itself sharply. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I think because this was March, and I don't know when in March they took this this temperature, this gauge of ADP, if you will, because it had to have been early March when people, you know, hadn't seen the Mac Jones Pro Days. I think when the ADP data from DLF comes out for April, it's going to sing a much different song. So just because it was there now, but that's why I gave it to Jerry. I knew it was one that he would get wrong and I would be able to give uh, our, our guest an early lead. So we're going to take another quick break. All right, I'm going to take a second time out and do a little word for our friends over at Hate Brand Goods. Now, this is the home of the goat shorts. If you go to Hate Brand Goods, that is the H-V-I-I-I.com, and just search their goat shorts. Those are the bomb. You see so many people right now on Twitter tweeting, Hashtag FF Fit Club. When you see me tweet that, the shorts that I am wearing are hate brand goat shorts. They've got floral, they've got unique designs in the goat shorts, 
as well as, you know, they have your basic black and, and some solid colors in there too, as well as other stuff, man. They've got joggers. They've just released a new tie-dye collection and so much more. And what is Hate Brand Goods? Hate Brand Goods is the apparel company of Matt Vincent. Matt is a former two-time world champion in the Highland Games. That's the Scottish Highland Games. And he was a collegiate thrower at LSU. He's also one of the most unique people to follow on Instagram because he's a really, really good dude. And he's helping people get fit in his own unique way. One of the personal go-tos of me personally. So if you stick around at the end of this podcast, just as we go off the air, there'll be a little you know, minute or two of, of Matt telling us about the meaning behind hate brand. And if you go to thehviii.com, and use promo code MEMPHIS, that's MEMPHIS at checkout, you will save some money if you purchase anything. Again, the goat shorts, the joggers, the t-shirts, the unique collections. If you're looking for something really cool to rock this spring and summer, look no further than hatebrand.com. And we're back. So, all right, we have six more of these to go. Um, We are going back to Theo. Theo is up two to one. Theo, your next one is... Kyle Pitts or TJ Hawkinson, who was higher in ADP from our friends at the DLF for March? Gosh, that's a really, really hard one. Um, I'm going to go TJ Hawkinson. You uh, you are not moving forward, sir. You still have two points. It's actually Kyle Pitts. He was going 20 picks ahead of TJ Hawkinson. Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts going 63 overall, TJ Hawkinson 83. Hawkinson was actually the tight end six going behind Mark Andrews. I stand here before you guys befuddled, confused, and uh, flabbergasted. Just unbelievable. Uh, If if you listen to the show with any regularity, you know that Mark Andrews was on my all-breakup team from back in February. I love TJ Hawkinson. There's so much less target competition for him in Detroit. And we'll see what happens, man. But I am going to go with TJ Hawkinson personally. Jerry, I saw you shaking your head. I I, I mean, I, I understand it. I get it because everybody loves new things. I just, I would not make that choice. I, I Honestly, I would take TJ Hawkinson. I don't know what you really needed to see. And I know that we've just lost Matthew Stafford, but who in the hell else is Jared Goff going to pass to? Cause there is nothing. So I, I would, I would definitely take Hawk. All right. Well, I'm a big hot guy as well. Um, now here's the thing. If, if Kyle Pitts goes to an Atlanta or his head coach was a former tight end coach, or he goes to a real prolific offense, then maybe, Maybe I consider it, but I don't know. I, I, I think this is the uh, the hype of draft season. So, all right, I'm going back to Jerry. I'm giving Jerry one of his absolute favorite, one of his absolute favorite players of all time. We're going to go David Montgomery, or we're going to go Javante Williams. Jerry, Monty or Javante? Well, Jerry wants to think about it for a second. He is uh, he's using his one filibuster. I think he's got his mute on again. 
Yes, he we, does. He is. He's he's having some 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 static issues over there. Yeah, I'm so, gonna flip the computer off of the desk in a second. Um, well, we'll, we'll we'll make it through. Just keep your answers short, and uh, we we recognize it. The answer is David Montgomery. Uh, just because I think neither, neither one really? of you guys want to take a lead. Javante really? Williams. Javante Williams, seventy-one overall. David Montgomery, seventy-three overall. I mean, I understand why. I just the dude finished as RB six. We have no idea where Javante Williams is going to go, and he's going to be the RB three in this class. I would guess maybe RB two. I just I feel like Dynasty Twitter likes Javante Williams much more than the NFL does, but we will see at the end of April. But. I don't know. I I get it again, but I don't agree with it. All right. What about you, Theo? Uh, are you surprised I, by that? I'm actually not surprised at all about this one. I think that, um, like Jerry said, I think that the, the dynasty community is head over heels over Javante Williams right now. And I think uh, D- David Montgomery, um, whether it's true or not, is kind of looked at as a, as a compiler that had a great year last year, but he's not necessarily some long-term guy. I know a lot of people who are looking to flip David Montgomery this offseason. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, I think that this will hold up unless Javante Williams has a very bad landing spot and, and the perception is he's in a, a split. Um, but I think that, that uh, this one does not surprise me. All right. Well, you are back up. Uh, I love this. I, I, I have I have done this in a way that I have really made you guys uh, work for these points in this game here. So you have two wide receivers. Whoa. You have Kenny Galladay or Devonta Smith. I will go Devonta Smith. Man, I am getting, I am stumping you guys left and right and center. Kenny Galladay was 82 overall. Devonta Smith was 84 overall. So they're obviously very close. This was March. So this would have predated Kenny Galladay signing with the, the Giants. So I guess there was maybe some optimism in there. Uh, both of these guys going right at the end of the seventh round. Now, you, you seem to be really taken back by this. I'm actually a little surprised by this one. I mean, I think that Galladay, um, you know, he's past the age apex. Um, Devonta Smith um, is going to be most likely the second wide receiver picked in this draft. He's going to have high draft capital. Um, whether you like him or not, you have to respect that draft capital. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm a fan of his. I don't, I don't know if he would be my wide receiver too, but I do think he's going to be a very productive wide receiver in the NFL. Um, now, whether that's a – you know, wide receiver one, I don't necessarily think so. But um, again, Kenny Galladay is with his age, the fact he's uh, coming off of an injured season and the fact that people were taking him um, based on, you know, him not not being with any team at the time. Um, I do not love the landing spot um, in New York. I know he should get a role, um, a, a sizable role, um, but I, I just don't see him being anywhere near wide receiver one this year. And I don't, I don't necessarily think he's going to be wide receiver one ever again. Well, that's a, that's a bold statement. What about you, Jerry? Let's, uh, let's check the quality of this uh, return. What do we got? Are we getting anything? A little bit of static. We'll, we'll just have to make do. All right. Uh, I, I'm with Theo, man. I, Kenny Galladay is a sell. Kenny Galladay is going to be a sell for every single reason the man just said. 
He's past that age threshold. He's banged up. He's never really been all that productive. If we're just going to be truthfully honest, he had a, a, a ton of touchdowns one year when the David Blouse and, you know, Chase Daniels were playing quarterback. I know. And I'm not even the biggest Devonta Smith fan in the world. I don't love little tiny guys that run around. Now, granted, he's a bad mother when he is on the field, and I like him as a prospect, but I don't get it. I don't know. That's not even close for me, in truth. And that's as a person that doesn't even love Devonta Smith, so I don't know. I I, I don't agree. I, I have understood some of the things that we have said today. That one, I I thought better of you, community. I am disappointed I am upset at you for that one. I, I am. I'm actually going to be. Uh, I'm going to give you two takes. In okay. Well, 20, what's the it, lie? It, give us the lie first. Well, Jerry, remember, I'll tell you the truth one time. I will lie to you, uh, but I will say this: I like Kenny Galladay in 2021. You know, I think this is the clapper. I think this is Jason Garrett going out and getting his clasher on the outside, the way that Des played for him in Dallas. You know, they have the dual tight ends. They're going to be using part-time Kyle Rudolph to augment the uh, ever-droppable, not like in your team, but he just drops a lot of footballs at Evan Ingram. you got Darius Slayton as, as your speed guy. You've got, you know, it's a very, very good offense. So he's going to get a lot of one-on-one, you know, and when you get a lot of one-on-one coverage as a big wide receiver like him, you're going to get some jump ball opportunities. And because of that, I think he's going to have some splash plays. But in Dynasty, yeah, I'm with you guys. Give me the rookie. Give me the guy who's going to have that first-round draft capital versus the guy who just got who just got paid. I want the guy who's just about to get paid and not the guy who just got paid. Speaking of guys who just got paid, all right, I believe this one goes to Jerry. Now, Jerry, my man, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup got paid this past offseason. He and Bob Woods both had their contracts redone versus... Uh, a Big Ten beauty, big friend of the show, Kane Fassell's guy, Rashad Row the Boat Bateman. Who went higher in DLF ADP in March? This is tough because I feel like a lot of people are super down on Cooper Cup. But then Rashad Bateman is not really in the wide receiver one conversation for a lot of people. So uh, you're a real son of a bitch for this one. Um. I'm stumped, man. You know what? I am going to say Cooper Cup because Matthew Stafford's there. I think maybe the community might have boosted it up a little. God, you turned your mic off too quick, which means I certainly got it wrong. You got it right. You got it right. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Uh, A broken clock is right twice a day. We we have a tie ball game. It's two to two. Cooper Cup, uh, player 90 off the board. Rashad Bateman, player 93. So, again, these are always going to be fairly close. I think the biggest gap to date was the Wentz versus Lance debate. But, yeah, man, these guys are are really, really close for me. Uh, I'm always going to go Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, I couldn't love him more if his last name was Young, like me. He he might as well be family for me at this point. For me, man, for for Bateman to leapfrog Cooper Cup in in my personal rankings, he would have to land on a, a really good offense. You know, there's a lot of mock draft data having him go into Baltimore. That's a that's a negatory ghost rider. But if he if he winds up in a spot, I don't know, like, that would be perfect. Like Green Bay. Like Green Bay opposite of Devontae Adams, then I have to raise an eyebrow. But for me today, uh, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup because he's a guy that you can get at wide receiver 
three prices that legitimately two years ago in 2019 was the wide receiver four on the entire season and that man got a got a quarterback upgrade so for me it's cup not by a ton uh, but what about you theo cup or bateman so i'm a i'm a big uh bateman believer but i would go cup here um you know he got the, the, he's had 90 plus catches the last two years and uh he's getting a huge quarterback upgrade um like you said um you know he could finish as a wide receiver one this year um and uh he's, he's in just a great situation um, now, Bateman agreed uh, Baltimore would be a bad spot, um, but I'll be interested to see where he lands. I think he's got a, a great profile, um, and I, I, I like him a great deal. So this is one that um, I think might correct itself um, uh, and go Bateman's direction after the draft, despite all the positives with Cup. Um, but for me, it's Cooper Cup right now. I think he's a, he's a great value um, in redraft and in Dynasty right now. Yeah, I just think Cooper Cup, even though he's 28, with the way that he plays the game, he feels like a solid two to three more years worth of, like I said, wide receiver two production that could be as high as wide receiver one. So that's why I do it. It's kind of, yeah, go ahead. I also believe he had a a career low in touchdown receptions this past year. So if he would have just hit his average, um, you know, he'd be way, way higher. Um, It's a percept, the year was a, you know, a poor year touchdown wise, but everything else was there. So I think Stafford, um, you know, coming in there, Cup might be the biggest beneficiary. Yeah, it's either going to be Cup or Tyler Higby. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out. All right, Theo, your last one. We have a tie ball game, two to two. We have Melvin Gordon or Kenneth Gainwell. DLF March ADP. I'm going Gainwell. You will not improve your score. Melvin oh, Gordon. Really? I Melvin, thought for sure wow. that was going to be Kenny, too. Melvin I Gordon, thought... player 101. I'm sorry, player 107 off the board. Kenneth Gadewell, player 111. So there's four spots difference. Um, I, me, personally, I like Melvin Gordon a lot in redraft this year. They let Philip Lindsay go to the Houston Texans. And I think he's going to have a nice little season. We'll see what they do in the draft if they bring anybody in. But in the short term, I like Melvin Gordon, but obviously long term, you want Kenny Gainwell. So what about this caught, caught you off guard? And Jerry, your static is back. Uh, I, for me, I, you know, I agree with you. I think that Melvin Gordon is, is certainly a value right now. Um, no Lindsey around there. He's kind of the last man standing. And the offense, um, you know, should be average with the potential to get a little better. Um, but I just think that Gainwell is a player that a lot of people like. I think he's a lot of people's running back four. Um, he's got great receiving ability, and he's somewhat of a hot name right now. So I, I am a little surprised that the community is taking an older running back over a guy who's, you know, possibly a, a day two pick in the NFL draft and, uh, you know, late first rounder in, in standard uh, rookie drafts. And what about you, Jerry? Do I need an old running back to die on my roster? Because if I do, then I'll take Melvin Gordon. But that's a stupid play, and it is a extremely descendant asset. No, not even close. Yeah, I, I'm with you. If, if I'm keeping Melvin Gordon, if I'm choosing this, you know, Jerry mentioned earlier in the startup we're doing, he's doing productive struggle. You know, I, I'm kind of just letting the draft come to me, and I'll be fielding a roster in September. I don't have to field one in March or in April. So for me, but if I was building a legit contender, or if I thought I could get Melvin Gordon. Uh, on a contender with a 17-game season as fragile as the running back position is in fantasy football. Melvin Gordon's one of those guys I would love to have stashed on the back end of a roster because 
He might be a plug-and-play matchup RB2 a lot of times this year. I think he's going to be a name you hear a lot in, you know, DFS as like a cheap you know, a, a cheap play on a weekend, week out basis. No, right, I, I think that I think that's fine, but that was such a specific situation where he was good, and that, I mean, you're you're really shoehorning the possibilities of him being successful, and 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 every other situation, he's just an old busted ass running back that's going to die on your roster and give you no value in return. Still a contract year, and you're right. You're but but I'm just merely saying from a strategy standpoint. If I'm trying to win or if I can find someone who feels about him the way that you apparently do, I'm going to try to move my, you know, can, can I move a third this year and a third next year? Can I get him for two thirds? Maybe. I don't know. All right, Jerry, here's your last chance to win this game. Here you go. You have Julio Jones or Rondale Moore. Uh, Rondale Moore. Uh, shit. Okay. I mean, I definitely prefer Rondale Moore for exactly the same argument I just said about Melvin Gordon. But did the community take him over? I'm going to say they did. I am going to have trust in them. I'm going to put all of my trust into the Dynasty community that they will not take old-ass Julio Jones. Who, ah. for all the situations, you shut up. Really? J- J- Jerry wins the game 3-2. There we two. go. Good. Julio Jones, player 98 off the board, Rondale Moore. Player 97 off the board. You don't get any closer than that. This was the Jamar Chase, DJ Moore trap all over again. I mean, for me, this is a slam dunk. I know there's some some concerns over Rondale Moore being five foot seven. I really don't care. There are literally offenses in this league that if you put Rondale Moore in that offense, I could see me putting him as my wide receiver three in this class. I, I don't care. Yak has no height requirement. You know, he's got like, we're, I'm going to call it 4-3 speed. I know the unofficial was 4-2-9. I know Theo's buddies over at Roto Underworld, they'd round that up five one-hundredths of, uh, of, a, of a tick. So that would make him a 4-3-4 guy. That's plenty fast enough for me. I love that yak. And uh, like this guy on Green Bay, we mentioned Green Bay earlier, monster. Just, I would love to see him with the Colts. So, uh. What about you, uh, Theo? Now, Jerry had to talk himself into it, but Theo or Julio, who are you taking? I'm, I'm taking Rondell Moore. I think Rondell Moore is going to be a very productive player in this league. Um, Julio Jones could have one last great year, um, but I think that, that he's that you know he's obviously you know getting a little older, and I, I agree with you. I, I think Rondell Moore is going to be a really exciting player in this league. I'm hoping that he lands on an offense that uses him creatively. Um, And, you know, people can get concerned about the height. I mean, just watch the guy play. The guy's unbelievable. And, you know, like you said, there was the 40. His also, his his vertical leap was ridiculous. Um, You know, all of the athletic traits check off. He's a gym rat. The the videos of him him squatting are legendary. Um, He's strong as an ox. And, um, you know, he's. I think he's going to be a really exciting player. I love that Green Bay uh, fit, like you said. I think, you know, the Packers fans are starving for uh, the Packers to go and get a free agent or a draft pick wide receiver. He would be a, a fantastic fit for them. And like you said, I think there's a number of offenses where he could come in and, and elevate them and elevate a lot of quarterbacks as well. 
Well, as much as it bums me out, Jerry has won the rookie versus veteran ADP game. I will go ahead and ask you guys the tiebreaker question that I had in uh, in case of a tie. So I'll start with you, Theo. Where do you think per DLF March Superflex startup ADP? Where do you think Zach Wilson was going? Where was where was uh, just to refresh me? Where no, was, no, um, where you, was Lance got, going? Nope, you just got to give us a number. <laughs> Gosh, I would say somewhere in the somewhere in the fifties. Okay, so give me give me a number between fifty one and fifty nine then. 52. All right, Jerry? I'll, I was thinking sort of right in that range, too. So give me uh, give me 62. I'll say, I'll say almost around later. Well, technically, neither one of you guys win the showcase showdown because you both went over, but Theo was really? closer. It was 49. 49, right there at the 501. Uh, and I think that's going to be right. Here's the thing. We, we were talking about this in, in one of our group chats earlier today. And remember... If history repeats itself, which it often does, there's going to be two superstars in this quarterback class, one to two serviceable quarterbacks in this class, and one that's a bust. And it's not his fault that he's going to be a Jet, but I, I do like what Joe Douglas is doing. I do like Robert Sala as a head coach. I like the f- fact that Matt, excuse me, Mike. Matt's in Green Bay, but Mike LaFleur is going to be running his own version of the Kyle Shanahan offense. I think all that bodes well, Um, but I get awful nervous. I did like the fact that he came in a little bit heftier than I thought he would be. He came in at 6'2", 215, and I I think that that was a good thing. But speaking of good things, man, Theo, you were a good thing popping by for your first time here in the Dynasty War Zone. What do you want these people to know? I know you're on, uh, like I said, we won't. We can't dub you an official co-host of the Goat District podcast, but I know you're on there fairly often because I'm a listener. And uh, tell us about all your work, man. Um, yeah, you guys can look for my writing on uh, Player Profile and Player Profiler and BreakoutFinder.com. I'm doing the waiver wire article this year on Player Profiler, which I'm excited about. Um, and I'll have a couple of draft write-ups um, and some team previews um, coming up as well. And then, um, yeah, look for me on Twitter at the OG Fantasy, and um, I'm a regular player in FFPC and NFFC. Um, my team name is usually Reminger, which is my last name, and uh, I'm uh, yeah excited as hell to be on the uh, on the war the war zone. I had a blast with you guys, and uh, yeah, hats off to Jerry for taking me down in the three uh, two. Um, but those were some really really good mental exercises, and uh, and I enjoyed that. Well, that's the point, man. We, we're, we're not here to uh, be right. We're here to get it right. We're here to get it right for the listeners and, and the dynasty consumer because we may think one thing and ADP may say another thing, but that's why we talk it through. And rankings should be updated fairly often because a lot of times uh, the Mac Jones one well, it was a great one. There's no way if we were to do consensus ADP today, but you got to keep your finger on the pulse of what's going down. And speaking of which, next week, This podcast will be Jerry and a mystery co-host because I will not be here. I will be on vacation. It'll be Jerry. It may be Dr. Kyle. It may be Maddie Big Chest. It may be Kyle and Jake from the FF Smackdown. Hell, you never know. Theo could come back and just host this thing for me. But uh, I will be taking a vacation next week. You will not hear me on the rundown or the war zone. But I'll be back the week after with my man Jerry. And uh, Jerry, you got anything before we go home? 
No, uh, Dad's gonna let me out of the closet. Uh, I'm going off. to have free free range next week. Uh, I'm sure it'll be not safe for work, so definitely that will not be the episode to be listening at your desk. I'm just kidding, Randy. I will not burn this bad boy to the ground that fast. Burn the ships. In at least two weeks. If you take a two-week vacation, we're cooked like a book, my friend. Dude, dude, if I took a two-week vacation, I might as well just send this thing out on a Viking funeral. Well, speaking of heading out, on behalf of Theo, Jerry, and myself, remember, here at the Dynasty Warzone and the DWZ Football Network, we are just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here real soon. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Tell us a little bit about Hate Brand. When did that start, and uh, how are things going with it? Things are good, man. Uh, that started in October of 2014, so now, give or take seven years into doing whatever this thing is. And um, that's apparel company I started then and wanted to start making some clothes that I wanted to wear is really where it started. It start, and, uh, did it start more with you writing something first? Like, yeah, you, yeah. like uh, Was it like an ebook or something that you put out, or...? Yeah, it's uh, it's a book, and then we made an ebook. So I wrote a book in 2010 of uh, how to train for the Highland Games called Training Lab. And one of the sections I wrote about in the book is called The Hate. And this was just this kind of personal philosophy I had that my brother and I had spoke about um, just with athletes that we admired. And it was these guys that just, you know, still on top, still still willing to do the work to get better, that it seemed their concern was always about them getting better to their standard and not about what had to do with anyone else. So they didn't hate other people. This idea that you, you see those guys get up in the morning on like 4 a.m. And it's, yo, that dude hates himself more than me. That guy's <laughs> willing to put in the work. He's willing to do it. And so from that point on, it was about like, I'm all right with getting beaten by someone better than me, but I'm not willing to be outworked. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, 
you had the promo code DWZ ring makes the ring free and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring and let's have a big season.